day after the day after? Uh, the culminating. The culminating? Yes. Uh, I suppose the big headline is Trump came out and gave a speech in which it made it clear to me he's not completely unhinged. He's not completely unaware of consequences. Yeah, uh, he, it, he issued a video on Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and said the things that you should say. And so, to, to me, and I, just big picture what's best for the country, no need to impeach, no need for 25th Amendment. There's 12 days left. It'll be fine. My understanding is he's uh, headed to Camp David, where he will be hunkered down. Mike Pence is probably going to be... Uh, pushing the buttons of our republic you know what would be interesting is i wonder how much power donald trump has at this point could he get anybody to do anything i'm not sure he could Uh, if it was benign and routine sure but i mean if it was like extraordinary and and the joint chiefs had to get together they would probably either slow walk him or call pence and say what do you think right which is an extraordinary situation It, it is and books will be written about it yeah. Um. What? What are the more? I still don't understand what's going on with the stock market. Your Your explanation is there's nothing else for people to do with their money, so they go with what about that. Bitcoin. But um, Bitcoin's way up. I've read a bunch Sell. of. I've read a lot of different pieces in the Wall Street Journal where people are kind of scratching their heads, also saying, you know, a lot of this doesn't fit together. Why? You know, because we got this indication, this indication. Whenever these things happen, usually this happens, but this isn't happening this time. So. We're not sure why. They're, all three indexes had a record high yesterday. I know. Moving up. The, the, day, the day after, there was an armed insurrection of the Capitol. And talk of serious talk about among Republicans of removing the current president, all three indexes. The, the market hates instability, Joe. All three indexes had a record high. I was watching the news uh, in the afternoon fairly late, uh, wrapping up the day, as I always do, and they, they came on with their market report, and I literally reacted, what the hell? What would instability look like? Or, or maybe that just is not a truism anymore. I don't know. Kansas invades Nebraska again, or vice versa, or something. I don't know. Missouri uh, declares war on Indiana. I don't know. Uh, wow, that's just so strange. I know. But there's I know. nowhere else to put your money. What okay. are you going to do? Buy CDs? You gonna buy a nice savings bond there, uh, Junior? Huh? Huh? So all the talk about the Twenty Fifth Amendment is ridiculous. The impeachment thing is slightly less ridiculous, but it's still fairly ridiculous. Um, uh, today the 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 talk about the Twenty Fifth Amendment is ridiculous. I don't think it was ridiculous to be talking about it on uh, what day was it? Wednesday afternoon, when you weren't exactly sure what 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 was going to happen. Well, what I, is he doing? He so. He's, what would the claim have been that he was mentally ill? He'd become unhinged. I, I guess because no, you have to be incapacitated. Just, a bad president is not incapacitated. Oh, it's surely inciting riots. No, you are not faithfully executing your oath to protect the Constitution, which is precisely why you impeach someone. Yeah, you don't invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Mm. I mean, and Jonah Goldberg made a pretty good case. If you are going to do either one of these, it's tailor made for impeachment mm. and. Utterly inappropriate for the 25th Amendment. Actually, I'm not sure Jonah said that. I'm saying that right now. Um, oh, that's fine. It, you know, yeah. which, whichever. Yeah. Um, I don't think either are necessary at this point. No, I hope not. I hope not. Um, uh, back to uh, to money. So maybe some of the people investing in the stock market are people that got a stimulus check when they didn't have one coming. Millions of stimulus checks were uh, sent to either the wrong bank accounts just by mistake. 
or um, you know, out and out fraud, people lying and they got the money. But a lot of a lot of it was okay. You've you've uh, you've qualified. We're going to send you the money, and then you send it to somebody else's bank account. Millions of checks. Wow. Yeah. The the uh, <laughs> Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, inadvertently sent payments to over thirteen million bank accounts that are no longer open or valid. So did anybody get them? In those cases, they just didn't get the money. The banks had to send it back. But, of course, okay. that was a cluster blank trying to figure that out. And then a lot of the accounts were, you know, there was somebody on the other end. It just wasn't the intended target. Wow. Wow. And we want to put the government in charge of more and more and more. Oh, boy. Good times. It's it's crazy. It's shocking to me. My kid got her check, though. Well, I was happy with that because they're dirt poor. Uh-huh. Really needing the money. Like when? Just recently, uh, like just Sean a few did? days ago, like mm-hmm. immediately. Just a couple of, uh, that's the new well, round? The new round. She okay. thought it was the new round anyway, because she mentioned they'd gotten the old round fairly promptly, too. Sean got the first round like a month ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I yeah. got mine, too. You got the, the first new, round? You got the new one? The new one, yeah. Oh. And, and Hanson did. Everybody got the new check? Wow, they got those out fast. I got to check my mail. How big is it? This one was 600, I think. Yeah, 600. Was... Yeah. What are you going to do with it, Michael? Gonna buy a chocolate pie. Yes, <laughs> no, a big know. one. No, I'll just save it. Probably just save it. No, you're supposed to inject it into the economy. Buy an Apple Switch. People with savings box. is also good for the economy. <laughs> Don't you want a jet ski? Haven't you ever always wanted a jet ski? I think that's enough to put a down payment on one. How about some leather pants? Finance it for eight years. You definitely want to finance a jet ski. <laughs> yes, for eight years. You ride a jet ski shirtless wearing leather pants, you will score. Oh, that's right. You just got married. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I, it's shirtless funny, I have... and leather pants on your jet ski that you financed for eight years. I was in the airport the other day <laughs> flying back and forth during COVID because I'm selfish and irresponsible. And oh. uh, I saw a woman actually traveling in leather pants. And uh, and I, I, I was trying not to stare at her, her hindquarters because that's rude. Uh, but I wanted to verify that they were indeed leather and not, you know, some sort of spandex yoga pants. Or was uh, was she the sort of person that uh, you know uh, can pull off a variety of pant wear? Uh, not a bad looking gal. Okay. Um, yeah. Have you ever worn leather pants in your I rock and not. roll days? Did you ever have leather pants? I never did. Nope. Couldn't afford them. Would you have worn them had you been able to afford them? If I'd gone to the thrift store, for instance, oh, and found some nice... buy used leather pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that fit me? Hell yeah, I would have. Probably, yeah. He rose. Yeah. At least one band I played in was definitely uh, Biker Bar. Of course, leather pants is more gay bar than Biker Bar, really, unless they're chaps. Uh, yeah, I probably would have. I'd have gone Lizard King and, and thrown them on. Yeah, I've never probably. had on a pair of leather pants. Oh, you haven't? No, I've not. Uh, okay, Sean. Um, probably for when I was in the drama in in high school well, for does, some play. That doesn't count. Sure, it does. I technically have worn leather pants. No, you got you got to wear them out trying to uh, impress men and or women. Oh, that's certainly no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And yet this gal was rocking them in the airport. Oh, speaking of attractive women, the last Civil War widow has passed away. Just died. She was 170 years old. Yeah, how's the math work on that? She must have been really young. Or no, she married a guy when she was 20 who was 90 and he was in the Civil War? You know, funnily enough, you missed both of them by three years. She was a 17-year-old schoolgirl and married a 93-year-old Civil War vet. Yes, she did. Yuck. And then she lived to 101. 
Just because he had the musk of Shiloh on him? I mean, what was the <laughs> what was the appeal there? Maybe he wore leather pants. He had an enormous musket. I don't, I don't know. I don't. It was. How can it's, you, it's love. You can't define love. Yeah, exactly. She's seventeen. Just become a woman. He's ninety three. He's got a little maturity, a little wisdom. He's been around a little. He fought in the Civil War. Exactly. He's got great stories. Holy cow! That's just that is so unreal. That that's either some freakish religious thing um or or an arranged but she was sold to him yeah jackson's father that's the woman volunteered his teenage daughter to stop by mr boland's home each day to provide care and help with chores to pay her back uh, pay back her kindness boland offered to marry jackson which would allow her to receive his soldier's pension after his death oh yeah a compelling offer in the context of the Great Depression. Yeah, I, well, that's from that book about the the high cost of good intentions, and that's one of the examples they give is uh, checks going out to uh, Revolutionary War veterans or Civil War veterans, and it turns into spouses and then and then uh, kids, and it just keeps growing and growing. But well, because I was going to say, I wondered if it was a money thing because it's not far off the ages of Anna Nicole Smith and that old super rich dude that she right. met at the Red Lobster. Yeah. Interestingly enough, that she never met a Red Lobster. <clears throat> he went to the Red Lobster and met Anna Nicole Smith, who was a two-time playmate. Yeah. Oil playmate of the year or something or whatever she was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and plus, they got those biscuits. Um, she Sean had some biscuits, most, didn't she? To Sean, the most amazing part of the story is the Red Lobster part. Yeah. The <laughs> she was there, too, on her own? Playmate? <laughs> she, she I need there. to go to... Oh, okay. <laughs> Final twist. She never told her parents, her siblings, or anyone else about the wedding, and she never remarried, spending decades, quote, harboring this secret that had to be eating her alive, according to a uh, biographer, I guess. No, that's too uh, And bad. she never did seek the pension. Oh, that's... Well, then why did you harbor a secret? Well, the, the stigma and potential scandal of a teenager wedding a man in his 90s, regardless of her reason. It was a very judgmental time, Jack. Did he fight for the Union, or was he a reb? Her old man. You know? Do we know that? Uh, he fought for the Union in the border state of Missouri. There you go. Almost certainly the last remaining widow of a Civil War soldier. I would be confident that that is the case. Remove yeah. the qualifier. <laughs> I would take that back. So, so she was... <laughs> she did not hear the Gettysburg Address in person. <laughs> no, no, she did certain of that. <laughs> no, she did not. Wow, what an interesting story. Yeah. Um, the latest on the COVID mutation strain, which we should definitely tell you about. Um, uh, we covered the fact that Joe says the 25th Amendment is not only inappropriate, but we know that Vice President Pence is not willing to go along with it, so that ain't going to happen. Impeachment's still on the table. Nancy and Chuck are talking about it today. Somebody else needs to start talking about it, though, or nobody's going to do anything but but chuckle. You'd have to uh, you'd have to get on it real fast, and there are only 12 days left. All that on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just pulled a hamstring kicking myself, as you should, if you didn't buy Tesla stock like a month ago when it split. We have a new richest person in the world. I think you can guess based on that, but we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. 
Um, so I'm into the COVID mutation story. It's a huge deal. Uh, a faster spreading strain that they had in Great Britain and has spread all, all around the world. And then a different faster spreading strain in South Africa that they were concerned because some things have happened with the spike proteins, whatever that means, that the vaccine might not work on this one. But they've done tests on the, the Pfizer, and this is breaking news. They've done tests with the Pfizer vaccine particularly, and it does work on that new South African strain. So that is good news for the world. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. It still spreads way faster, and unless we get the vaccine out, it is going to kill way more people than the old uh, COVID. But the fact that the vaccine still works is monumentally huge. Yeah, here, here. So uh, changing topics uh, back to politics just uh, for a couple of minutes. The uh, Trump needed to come along uh, for a lot of good things, and the good of the Trump era uh, was significant. Uh, we always want to make someone entirely a hero or entirely a villain. Human beings aren't like that. I was and, trying to explain that to my kids. They were all of a sudden, you know, when I gave them the speech at the dinner table the other night that I was not going to wear a Trump hat anymore, and here's why. Um, uh, you know, they're all boo, and this and that. No, 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 not all these things. It wasn't a mistake all along in my mind or any of those things. Mm-hmm. But this particular act on Wednesday was something I can't support. But it's been, been pretty volatile and pretty controversial and the rest of it. And we've talked about the fact that uh, political parties become whatever their presidential candidate says they ought to be, even if they win by 2% with 4% of the electorate voting. It's just crazy. Mm. Political parties ought to have ideas and principles, and then uh, whoever can best carry those forward uh, wins the nomination. Although I said, you know, Trump had to come along because I think the Republican Party had completely ignored working America in a lot of ways. But anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent. Jonah Goldberg was talking to the uh, insufferable smug uh, progressives at NPR this morning, and he made a couple of good points about uh, Trump and Republicans and, and the nature of politics. Go ahead with the first one, Sean. And I would hope that what the Republican Party takes away from this is that they have to stop the kind of pandering and and fomenting of this stuff that Josh Hawley has clearly committed his entire political persona to. Josh Hawley, in a, in a more morally ordered Republican Party, Josh Hawley would be at least censured by his peers, if not expelled from the Senate. Wow. Yeah, and uh, go ahead with, uh, with the next clip from Jonah. It explains what he's talking about a little I mean, bit more. I've, I've spent, as a conservative, a lot of time over the last 20 years giving the left a hard time about sort of postmodern approaches to truth um, and moral relativism and constructing narratives that don't, don't align with facts. And the Republican Party now is soaked through with that kind of thing, where they make up something or the... the the sort of the feedback loop of right-wing paranoid media that tries to monetize dopamine clicks by telling people what they want to hear um, uh, creates a, a, fa- a paranoid fantasy. Then the Republic, certain pe- Republicans like Hawley and Cruz and others feed into it. They exploit it. They raise money off of it. And then they say, look, this is the it's a, it's a reality. You know, they, they socially construct a pernicious reality. Um, for their own benefit, and it is appalling. 
You know, Jonah smacks a little bit to me of the salons of intellectual D.C. I mean, he's definitely not a regular guy. He's a very smart guy, and and I think he makes a lot of good points a lot of the time. Uh, But having said that, I think he's right on that. Josh Hawley was fundraising on the riot during the riot. I mean, that's just craziness. And then Al Anonymous, who uh, tipped us off that a lot of his friends, even though he's a hardcore Trump supporter and has been for a very long time, uh, his friends are calling him a liberal because he's not ready to take up arms to take back the election. He's got friends who are actually talking about taking up arms, and he sent a link to one of their favorite websites. I'm not even going to... Well, it's called darkoutpost.com. Darkoutpost.com. Pence arrested during siege. Vice President Mike Pence was arrested today at the U.S. Capitol shortly after defying President Trump's order to preserve the integrity of the U.S. presidential election. During a siege by Antifa members disguised as Trump supporters, Pence was taken into custody and is now headed to Guantanamo Bay for military tribunals for treason to be followed by execution by firing. This is not a joke. I I should. uh, I I wonder how many eyeballs have seen that story. I don't know. I don't know, and I have the list of the other recent posts and most popular clicks on this website, and there are people who believe this. Pence arrested during... No, he wasn't. Um, The trend of companies feeling like they need to make a statement about this stuff, among other things, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The two parties, the two ideologies, you might say, speak about the politics in apocalyptic terms. Mm. If the other guy wins, it's the end of the republic. If the other guy wins, it's the end of the world. That's the language, the ideology, the rationale of terrorists. The fate of the world hangs on this. And it's up to the leadership to say these are policies. This is not the fate of the republic. Well, I don't know when we will get there. It's been going on on both sides for quite a while now. That was Charles Krautheimer in 2017 saying the leadership has to tone things down and not act like, you know, every Supreme Court justice or every election is the end of the world. Right. But, uh, I don't and think then you layer on that just blatant dishonesty. I got hooked yesterday at the end of the show. Some facial ID company out with a statement that they had identified a couple of known Antifa members in the uh, Capitol building. Turns out that story was just fake. It was completely fake. Right. That company came out with a statement that said, we didn't ID anybody. So somebody just found the name of a facial ID company, uh, inserted that in there, and got it to spread around the world. I've got uh, half a dozen other examples of how that. Many sort people, of how many people heard the original didn't hear the retraction. Right. Right. And so, uh, you, you know, you add those things together, uh, coupled with an enormous, colossus government that controls so much of what happens in this country, and yeah, you're going to get the insanity. couple of headlines. The Capitol Police Chief has submitted his resignation. Is it a he? He or she? Um, they have it's resigned. A and uh, that's, that's not surprising. I mean... A former police chief of that very police force said, I can't imagine how this happened. You know, they have a half billion dollar a year budget. 
they got a police force the size of a medium-sized city for that building. Yeah, I I heard some people, uh, you know, when the, in the in the in the heat of battle, saying, you know, they're overwhelmed. They're a small police force. That you know, you can't blame them. And um, half billion dollar budget. You know, I've lived a lot of places where they don't. The police force doesn't have that kind of budget. You, anyway, so that's that. Um, there's a new richest person in the world, and his name is Elon Musk. Wow. So what did you tell me about the stock split, Scott, uh, uh, Sean? For, uh, he did a, I believe it was a four-to-one stock split uh, not too long ago, right. uh, one to two months ago, something like that. big news when that happened. And the stock price is, I believe, already higher than it was before the stock split. Yeah. What? A four-way split, and it's higher than oh. it was when it split. So that's why I pulled a hamstring kicking myself for not buying Tesla stock. And he is now the richest man in the world, now listed at word being worth $185 billion. That's incomprehensible. It absolutely is. I would like to go back to the, in fact, I will. I will find the list of countries by GDP and figure out where Elon Musk ranks as a nation state. Tesla stock is worth nine times what it was one year ago. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, like, defies explanation. It does, and he has said so, and, and, and all kinds of people have said so, but it, it's, it's still true, though. <laughs> if I had bought a bunch, I'd sell today, but... Um, I got duped. It's not higher than the initial price, but it's close. But if I would... Well, that's still amazing, yeah. though. That's Fake absolutely news. amazing. But you see, I wouldn't have bought a, a year ago and then sold today, I would have sold, you know, a month ago or a month before that, thinking that was the all-time high. So anyway, you can't time the market is my point. Uh, back to the politics. This is kind of a headline. Elon and- Musk has a bigger economy than Iraq. <laughs> Does it now? Elon Musk is a bigger economy than Hungary and Qatar. Uh, is impeachment actually going to happen? You're saying the whole, what is it, Code 28? What is that one? What? The 25th Amendment? <laughs> there you go. The 25th Amendment. <laughs> plan 9 from outer space? Exactly. Plan 9 from outer space. The 25th Amendment would be completely misplaced to deal with what is going on right now. Okay, it would well, be It would be a constitutional, uh, it would be a mistake. And even without that, Pence has said he's not in and he'd have to be in. So that's off the table. Let's not talk about that anymore. Impeachment is still on the table, though, and this just across the assistant speaker, Speaking for Nancy Pelosi, said they uh, could start Trump's impeachment mid-next week, and that they're very serious about doing so. The idea being not just to boot him out because he's gone, uh, what, less than a week after that, but that he can't ever run again. Well, yeah, we're 12 days out. If they're talking about starting it in five days, we'd be down to one week. Is that just a gesture? Is that a... Uh, well, I don't know what it is. I assume there are always political motivations i never believe anybody's doing anything for the right thing as a politician <laughs> how much money would the democrats raise oh online if they did that or 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 continue to pretend for the next you know week that they're going to do that right exactly we need your help for the impeachment of the demon trump send 20 dollars 100 whatever you can it would pass the house effortlessly even and and have some uh, plenty of republican votes added in there you need to get 67 in the senate which you would need as we remember from last time 17 republican senators to sign on to remove him from office all i can say is uh count me out enough is enough and when it's over, it is over. It is over. That's Lindsey Graham, but I don't think you could get 17 Republicans. You could get maybe half that many who now would rather be on that side of history 
But I don't know if you could get 17. On the other hand, that'd be a heck of a vote to cast. Say, no, this is not an impeachable offense. Yeah, I, I, I'm not confident in laying money on, on that opinion uh, that you have. I wouldn't bet the other way either. I don't know. They might be able to get that many votes. Uh, and so- there are a lot of people, a lot of people in the Republican Party, a hell of a lot, especially in the upper echelon, who've been really uncomfortable with Trump since day one. He, A, threatens their power, and B, is a loose cannon. And so the number of people who'd think, you know, we could put them behind us for good, deal with the anger of the hardcore Trump voters that had hurt us in the short term, there might be 17 of them. Does that do anybody any good? So he's not president for five days fewer than he was otherwise going to be. And can't run again. I, I think that Meaning helps. he's 100% off the table as a candidate yeah. now and forever. I think that helps the Republican Party. I don't see how that's... If he's gone? Yeah, if he can't run again. You don't have that thing hanging out there. Well, and I'd say Marco Rubio and, and Tom Cotton and Ben Sass and anybody else who might conceivably have presidential aspirations. I would have said Ted Cruz in the past, but he and Josh Hawley now are just poison. Their names yeah. are poison. Yeah. Um, anybody who has presidential aspirations would love that. There can't even be a rumor sure. that Donald J. will run in 2024. So those, you can count on their votes. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah exactly. Probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, I don't. I have no. I have no idea what the likelihood of that is. Um, I think it's interesting. A number of people commenting on this. Uh, it's been popular for a while. You remember after uh, the poor guy got his uh, old George Floyd died with the, the knee on his neck. Every company in America felt like they needed to make a statement for some reason. Same thing after Wednesday and the people at the Capitol. Somebody sent me this Patagonia, who, you know, has clothed me with many fine warm jackets and shirts and hats. Patagonia condemns the assault on the U.S. Capitol and blah, blah, blah. Several sentences, way longer a paragraph than anybody's ever going to read. You're a bunch of hippies. We know. What is that? Is that a how does tribal signaling, virtue signaling? All right. Whatever. I mean, I got to admit, look, if uh, you know, when when Ford has a, a commercial that's a patriotic in nature as they, they tout the F-150 or whatever. I kind of like that. Sure. Uh, it, it, unless it comes off as too phony and too, uh, you know, deliberate, you know, too calculated. That's the word. But, yeah, I guess there's a big trend in companies coming out and, and condemning the siege of the Capitol. All right. Fine. Does your product work? Is it reasonably priced? Is your hat going to keep me warm? Exactly. While I'm skiing? bunch of hippies oh speaking of hippies that's right we we're gonna run the uh the yep. infamous oregon tape every hour yep um uh, we are we've got if you haven't heard this yet is that a city council meeting no that's the state board of passing out the vaccine isn't oh, it was it that high yeah the oregon uh, health administration or whatever oh my gosh if you haven't heard this it is you'll think it's fake absolutely amazing and we got a text from somebody else that was at a city council meeting where this sort of nonsense was happening. It, 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 I'm telling you, this is, we are not overselling this. You will tell your friends about it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The meeting you're about to hear from is about trying to figure out how to get more of the vaccine into more arms, which is, you know, what the the country needs to do 
to get into back to normal in any way whatsoever. And I'm looking at some of the headlines on that from across the country. Um, the Atlantic is out with a piece today. The next phase of the vaccination will be even harder. I need to read that. Oh, no. Because I don't know what they're talking about. But frustration in Europe over the pace of coronavirus vaccine rollout. In France, they vaccinated like 150 people <laughs> in the first couple of weeks of having the vaccine. 150. Although, what did I say the other day? I heard a news report where the the French are famously anti-logistics. Yeah, Which I need I, a little fleshing out of that not statement. Artistic. I don't, I don't know what being anti-logistics means, but anyway, uh, the Seattle Times vaccine rollout hits snag as health workers balk at shots. They just won't take them. Yahoo Sports vaccine rollout likely to lead to COVID rule breaking. Scientists warn because they think people are going to think they got the vaccine and can do whatever they want. I don't know. And then USA Today with a big story today. This is a problem across the country. Health officials needing to speed up the vaccine administration. So they had a big meeting about it in Oregon, you say. Yes, indeed. And we have an excerpt from that meeting. Now, these are the people in charge of saving your life, Oregonians. Enjoy. In deciding who's next, OHA's Vaccine Advisory Committee has been asked to focus on health equity by making sure the vaccines get to those who have been disproportionately impacted by COVID-19. The committee did start that conversation. However, they did not make any concrete decisions today about who will be included in the next group that gets the vaccine. The committee held a meet and greet on Tuesday, but during today's first official meeting, it took an hour and a half just to get through introductions where committee members were asked to share their word of the day. Do you have a word for today? Yes, I think my word for today is the same as my word every day, which is action oriented. My word for today is um, decolonization. (laughs) My word for today would be pensive. And for me, the word today would be, um, I think somebody said compassion, but also trust. Trust trust is really important. One committee member I spoke with after said if they continue at this pace, they won't be done until August. And pointed out that Oregon is already behind other states in holding these committee meetings and rolling out vaccines. OHA said the long introductions were needed during this first meeting to lay the foundation for future meetings where they will make concrete decisions. So they had a meet and greet. Then the next day, like they're kindergartners, they have to share their virtue signaling word of the day, and they don't make any decisions during the meeting as people are dying and the pandemic spreads during faster than ever. the greatest economic and health crisis in 100 years, you took an hour and a half to do inter- introductions and word of the day before you can even get around to discussing how do we fix this problem. Then adjourned having done nothing. It's how, astonishing. How crazy is that? Have my, you considered being good at your jobs? My you know word what? of the day is, are we effing crazy? I'm sorry, that's too many words, Jack. Hurry the blank up. How ironic was it that the first lady was um, action-oriented? <laughs> our focus is on equity. Can our focus be on making sure we get all the vaccine out? We should give out so many shots that we're like, where's the next dose? Where's the next dose? We need more. We right. got people lined up. We've all seen those videos of uh, guys getting shots in World War II. You know, uh, boot camp or whatever, where the doctor just moves down the road. Jab, jab, jab. Next guy comes around. Jab, jab, jab. The guys are, uh, and, and Oregon is giving the word of the day. Uh, 
um, anti, what is it? Decolonialization. What, what was that? Run that uh, short version. My word for today is um, decolonization. Yeah. My word for today decolonization. would be decolonization. And for me, the word today would be, um, I think somebody said compassion, but also trust. Trust. Trust is really important. Yeah, like that's to, that's a good speech. I would like to trust that when you're in charge, you try to get down to brass tacks and accomplish things. Freaking decolonization. We got this text. I'm not making this up. I had to sit through a Berkeley City Council meeting that started with an interpretive dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> you go to talk about, you know, there are homeless camps at the park, and I want to uh, talk to uh, talk to you about that or... You know, we got a school problem or whatever it is. No, we have to sit through the interpretive dance first before we get to the discussion. Yeah, with all due respect to uh, to Trump and Capitol stormings and impeachments and the rest of it, our primary problem, at least, at least on the state and county level, although to a large extent the federal level too, is there are no more adults. I mean, real adults who say that policy sounds great, but it won't work or it costs too much. I know it makes you feel good to advocate that, but. What about the people paying for it? You're assigning them to pay for what you want. That's not cool. Where are the adults? Where are the adults at that meeting? There's not a single person appointed to that board who could say, this is a horrific waste of time. People are dying. Nobody said that. Everybody went along with it. The sort of normal person. You are a child. Go do something else. You are a child, and you should go do something else. The sort of normal person that would say that can't get elected to, to the, get, get any of these positions. Decolonization. It is just, Ugh. you are actually crazy. Actually crazy. Full on crazy. Right, right. Wow. It's disgusting. So we have some breaking news. And uh, if you listen to the show, you know I've been against doing the Trump story of the day for a long time. I feel like a lot of them, 99% of them are overblown, and they're not something anybody cares about a day later. Even And that's assuming they're true. Assuming they're true. But this one, uh, Trump has announced he will not attend Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th, breaking with long-time traditional. A lot of the whole peaceful transfer of power symbolism is having, you know, the, the the former president and the new president right there. And, you know, they shake hands and smile and, you know, we're all in this together. Um, I think this might be a good move in terms of making sure no craziness happens. I don't know. I think it's awful, and I think it might be a good idea. I don't know. Oh, it's awful. The Democrats boycotting the last inauguration was unforgivable. Absolutely. A horror, including the late, great John Lewis, who did not show up to the inauguration. No, it's just terrible. Absolutely terrible. You're a freaking congressperson, senator, show up to the damn inauguration for the election that we just had. All of them have been certified and believed to be true. Show up. Right. God, it's just weak, and they didn't show up last time, and of course the media gave him a pass because it's Trump, and he's probably in the pocket of Russia. That's just a bunch of crap. And he's like the new Hitler, and he's a fascist and a racist, so it's a good thing not to show up. I don't... Yeah, okay, great. You're reaping what you sowed, you lying hypocrites. I wouldn't see this as a Trump's not showing up because he doesn't believe Biden's the elected president, although that might be the way it plays with followers. I don't know. I think it's, you know... Just don't have the lightning rod there. Yeah, that. And look, Trump's a lot of things, some good, some bad. He's not a statesman. 
he doesn't understand how important that peaceful transfer of power thing is. He just doesn't get it. Why, I don't know. Um, so he doesn't understand the symbolism. So, okay, fine, stay home. All the former presidents are always there. Right. So you'll have uh, Bush and Obama, obviously, and Clinton. Um, is Carter but, healthy enough to travel still? I don't know. Um, but no Trump. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well. It's going to be a weird inauguration anyway, because I, I went to the last one. And, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people there usually. It's just a, a, a mass of humanity. It's just insane. But it's not yeah. going to be like that this time. So. Hey, getting back to the vid uh, briefly, I was reading the L.A. Times piece. I think you referenced, and, and L.A., if you're not familiar with it, is uh, in full COVID nightmare mode. With uh, There are hospitals that have COVID patients in the ICU, in the regular rooms, in the waiting rooms. There are some that have patients in the gift shops. They're so overrun. Wow. And uh, and here they go through a bunch of hospitals where fewer than half of the hospital workers eligible for the vaccine were willing to take the shot when it was first offered. Man, what do you do with that information? And you have to be dang sick to, to for them to even want to put you in the hospital now. Now, here's another hospital. It's one in five won't take it. Here's 20 to 40% of L.A. County's frontline workers won't take it. But it's a pretty sizable number in, in uh, COVID Central. Are you refusing to take it, or do you have friends who are? What's, what's the reasoning there? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.